Welcome to the Why We Try podcast. Have you ever tried something you thought you would never do, but ended up doing it anyway? That was me. I'm Caroline Gardner, a stay-at-home mom of three who thought I would never try something like a triathlon. Until I did, and everything changed. This is a show about people who dared to try something they thought they would never do, until they did. So let's go find out why we try. Good morning, guys, and welcome back to the Why We Try podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Gardner, and today I have a really uh, special guest because he is from uh, my town here in Miami. He's also uh, very well known in the running community because he is the co-founder of Lifetime Miami Marathon, Frankie Ruiz. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Um, first and foremost, um, I always like to start off with a beverage. So what did you bring today for uh, Man, a beverage? I brought ye- the yellow edition of Red Bull. Just Yellow uh, edition? I got, I got two kids and one of them's a newborn, so... I don't sleep too much, so that's my. I guess that's my coffee in the morning right now. Probably not the healthiest way to start your morning, but is it giving it you wings? Is it giving you it, wings? It, it, it's yeah. giving me giving me wings actually. <laughs> and congratulations to you. That is, uh, you. Uh, yeah, you have many many different uh, hats that you wear, right, in life. But that's recently, cool. you have become now a father of two. That's correct. Yes. Uh, a little boy um, named Matias and a year and a half old um, uh, Paulina, which uh, she's uh, a handful <laughs> considering wow. we have a newborn at the house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's back to back. I can totally yes. relate. I have three daughters and my older two are about a year apart. So man, Kudos to you right I, I now you and your to, wife. I don't know how you got to three. I don't know how you got to three. I really don't. <laughs> you forget. It's something happens and then you just like forget. It's kind of like, you know what, Frankie? It's like signing up for a, you know, race, right? It's like you're going, oh, why, why, why? And then you, you get that finish line. You hold that little baby, you get the smell. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> but those 2 a.m. That's, that's a great analogy. A great those analogy. Those 2 a.m. and those 3 a.m. wake-ups, I mean, they, they, they hurt, right? That's why you have Red yeah. Bull. Yeah, that is true. That's true. But, well, um, but look, more analogy, more comparison. The, the fact is that if you're going to, if you're going to be, if you're going to be trading down in South Florida, you probably have to wake up not too far away from that time either. So. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. I mean, luckily we're, we're getting like this nice, uh, like windy, cooler weather, even though I don't know what's brewing out there and I just don't even want to pay attention to it because I'm I'm like in denial. We're not going to have any more negativity for 2020, Uh, but we've got some nice cooler weather. But yeah, otherwise, uh, throughout the year, we have to definitely get up super early to run um, and get our our training in. Um, But I I definitely want to get into... uh, Something that's really interesting to me, you've been interviewed and I by so many people over the many years, um, Miami marathon is approaching. It would be approaching the, the 19th year. Is that correct? 19 years. Yep. 19 years. It would have been, or it is going to be, it is right. And, and, um, you know, recently you guys made the decision to go ahead and, and make the Miami marathon virtual, right? That's correct. Yes. That must not have been an easy decision, but tell me. No, 
no at all and 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 you're part of the community so you you know that uh you know the community is is alive and 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 thriving and 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 active so to know that people are out there training and i couldn't provide a um i don't want to say i couldn't but it was going to be very difficult to provide um a space large enough to accommodate all of the runners in 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 today's uh, you know under today's safety guidelines we just felt that the the most prudent thing was to sort of follow the lead of almost 95% is the, the latest number I heard of races throughout the country that um, have had to uh, pause their 2021 editions and their 2020 editions. So we just, you know, couldn't go against the grain with, with 22,000 uh, runners. Um, it was uh, a decision that I, uh, wholeheartedly take responsibility for, but by the same token, I, I say that the reasons for it are much greater than, than anything that I, um, you know, could have overcome. And, oh, and I, you know, and I, and, and I'll say this to the, to the community out there that, you know, it's a, it's a great time for you to, uh, continue those long blocks of training and, and, and building that aerobic, um, you know, base if that term is used anymore and, <laughs> and and to stay motivated because when when racing does come back at at such a large scale um you know it, it it's going to feel good it's and, and yeah. you're going to be more ready than ever so don't don't lose that motivation absolutely and and uh, one of the things that uh kind of jumped out at me and and going online and 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 looking at some of the interviews that you've done over the years uh one of the things that was really interesting to me is that um you, you talk about somebody I think had asked you if you run with music. And I, I think as a triathlete that, that was a half marathon runner before I ever became a, a triathlete. Um, that, that, uh, moment where coach was like, no, you, you, you don't use music. And I was like, what do you, how am I going to do this? Um, so to read that was, was actually really impressive to me. And, um, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, your beginning into endurance sports and running, you know, it sounds like you started at a young age. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, the, the sport of triathlon specifically always, always caught my, my attention, uh, as a, as a kid, I was a cross country runner introduced to running by, by my dad, um, who, who was an avid runner in, in high school and, and, uh, and actually more talented than, than I, um, ever was. Um, and, uh, he did track and did all those things and, and sort of passed that, that, uh, you know, that sport on to me. Um, and, and so I picked it up at probably 10 or 11 years old, uh, after having gone on a few runs with him and, and I always, you know, found myself that as a, at, at PE class wanting to, to run laps instead of, um, you know, instead of, uh, maybe playing one of the traditional sports, which I did, but I didn't, I didn't enjoy as much. Mm -hmm. And so that, that sort of personal freedom and that, that personal, um, responsibility that I didn't depend on someone to tell me, Hey, you know, you're, you're not tall enough or you're not, um, you know, a good enough shooter. Uh, I felt like I had, I, I was empowered to, 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 to be as good of a runner as possible. So anyhow, that's how my love for running began. And then from there it evolved into triathlon and specifically actually a duathlon, which at the time was called a biathlon. Um, at, uh, I remember it was a SunTrust, which is or Sunbank or some, some bank sponsored 
a race. And I think I must've been like 12 years old. I might still have, you know, the shirt or the medal somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, sponsored by commissioner Sally Heyman, which she's still around uh, down South Florida, but she, um, helped, I guess, organize this thing. And, um, I got on my bike out there, you know, not knowing what to do. And, you know, I went through that first timer experience, which is an awesome, never forget, you know, experience. Still with you. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I remember my, my, I had a red bike. I don't remember what it was. I think it was a Trek or something like that. And, and honestly, I, I never looked back after that. I was from there hooked on the sport, uh, you know, the multi-sport world and did uh, a few of the triathlon trilogies. And that's how I even got to know my partners. Um, the, the, the partners that, that helped me, uh, start the Miami marathon, uh, Robert and Gabby Pozo. And so, uh, we, uh, kind of stayed in the running and track tri space. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then now sort of fast forward to where, to where I'm at now. And I'm, I'm an employee of, uh, of mm-hmm. lifetime, which, uh, acquired the, the, all the triathlons I had started, including, um, you know, the escape to Miami try and the South beach try and, and um, and a few others that we had we've had along the way, and so lifetime lifetime now is uh, you know is, is, is sort of my guiding light with um, mm. things such as a New York City try, Chicago try, and so forth. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, I think what's really incredible to me is that uh, in knowing my the Miami Marathon, and I I didn't realize that triathlon was a part of your, your journey. Like I didn't realize that that was something that was, that I know that, um, just from, from learning a little bit about your wife, she also is, you know, triathlete and, and into, uh, you know, doing all the nutrition and everything. You guys have such a unique connection there. Um, but it was really interesting in learning about that, you know, your venture with triathlon. Well, let me, let me tell you this because I haven't been on too many try specific, uh, um, uh, podcasts. So, uh, this part of the story kind of gets left out as to how we started the Miami marathon, but the Miami marathon was inspired, uh, not just by my experience with triathlon and, and those two partners of mine that, that were, uh, organizing the, tri- the original triathlon trilogy out of Key Biscayne. Um, the, uh, uh the idea for the Miami Marathon was a, a, a visit by a young boy named Rudy Garcia Tolson, who, who I have mentioned this before in, in podcast that he's a, he's a triathlete that um, is a, uh, he's a Paralympian. And he's, he, at the time when I sort of uh, found out about him, I, I, he was 12 years old, um, missing um, uh, his legs and uh, you know, cleft palate had, Terrenson syndrome when he was five years old and he still pursued the sport of triathlon. In fact, the ad that caught my attention was a triathlon for San Diego, uh, San Diego try. And I saw it in triathlete magazine and I thought, man, that, that kid looks, uh, amazing. I, I, I have to meet him. So, um, mm-hmm. I reached out to him and I, and I invited him through his mom to, uh, to Miami to meet my high school cross country team that I was coaching at the time. And in the process, I said, you know, how cool would it be if he came to Miami to do a triathlon? Um, and so he did. We signed him up for the Trilogy Try. And I think it was like the number two try of the summer. Two or three. One of the twos. Uh, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of those three. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we brought him in. He did the swim portion. I did the bike portion. And he did the run portion. So we kind of did a relay. 
and and Channel Seven News covered him that day. And it just so happens to be that so I have that photo of him being interviewed that the um, Channel Seven piece that actually airs that night is watched by the mayor and and the, or the mayor's chief of staff specifically, who's who's a um, a triathlete, an Ironman triathlete, and and whatnot, mm-hmm. calls me up. You know, kind of knows me, but doesn't know know me that well, and says, "Hey, I'd like to meet that that young boy, Rudy Garcia Tolson." So Rudy's brought into the mayor's office. A meeting happens. During the meeting, a conversation's had about what distance he would like to run. The mayor asked him, "You know, what, what's the furthest you've ever run?" And one thing led to the other, and 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 we came to the conclusion that Miami did not have a a long distance race of its own, a full marathon specifically much less an Ironman, by the way. Yeah. And those were two things on his bucket list. You know, obviously you have to do a marathon before you can do an Ironman. Mm-hmm. And so um, here we are 19 years later with the marathon inspired by a triathlon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and we since then have experienced a half iron in, in, in South Florida. We've got, you know, a full-fledged um, triathlon scene. And, oh, yeah. and I think it has a lot to do with that, you know, added Absolutely. catalyst there. So. I, I th- I'm, I'm so grateful to hear that. You know, because I mean, it blows me away when I, when I had started off this journey of triathlon, uh, I had so many people asking me, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Um, because the community that I was, uh, working in, it wasn't like there were a lot of us were not doing exercising and running and everything. So I had a lot of questioning of like, what is this? This is crazy. But I had a fear of swimming and I really wanted to conquer that. Um, but as I went along the journey of learning more about triathlon, I met so many people and it wasn't just the people that were incredibly amazing athletes that were inspiring. Yes, of course they were. Um, but it was people that were like getting up after every single kind of hit they were getting challenged with. And so, um, Thank you so much for, for sharing that no, with us. There's two things, two things you said there that I think are important for, you know, for either, either the new triathlete or the person considering it, or even, even the avid is that one, the fear of swimming is real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you're not alone in that. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, the biggest barriers to, to the sport. Um, second to maybe the cost of bikes, but we, <laughs> we can talk about that yeah. later. Um, and then, and then I would say something else, you know, that, that, um, that you mentioned is that a whole lot of people ask you, why is it that you're doing what you do? Right. Like yeah. why? And, and they don't ask it, you know, necessarily out of curiosity. They almost ask it at a, at, in, in a, in, in a, in a like, way. Why would you go they're, do they're, that? They're, why do you need to yeah, go do all that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're asking that way. And then some of them are genuinely, you know, especially if they're, you know, older, you know, grandparents <laughs> or whatnot, they might, they might be asking because they're genuinely concerned for you. Uh, <laughs> but I find that as like sort of, if I had like a little piggy bank, every time somebody does that, I feel like they deposited money in my bank where I'm just like, you know what? The more you ask me why I'm doing this, the more I feel like I have to figure it out as to why I'm doing it. And the more I want to do it Yeah. to figure it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, with that said, I mean, not to throw 2020 into it, but I, I keep having the same conversation with many endurance athletes. Um, and you and I actually had a, a little bit of a conversation about it because, you know, you mentioned that you're a cross country head coach, uh, for Belen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you, you were telling me about how you would take these kids out and, and go on trail runs. 
And I'm telling you, like during this whole entire craziness where everything went sideways um, in so many people's lives and then just watching it and not being able to do anything and feeling very like uh, just your hands are tied in so many different areas. Um, getting outside was, and, and I mean it with, you know, being respectful of distances, but going for walks or finding a trail. Um, one of the things that's hanging behind me, a gravel bike, because that was like sanity. Um, that, that, that's interesting to me that you tell us a little bit about how you will take some of the, the students and say like, let's go here. And why is it that you take them on a certain run in a certain space? Yeah. No, I, 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 I love, um, I love taking um, my my high school kids to to places where the run typically hasn't belonged, uh, um, if, if that's a term. Um, there's there's a whole lot of space in South Florida that um, genuinely uh, generally is not uh, regarded as trainable or as as mm. as, a, uh, as popular or as as um, you know as as uh, typical schedule for, for an athlete. They always take, think of Key Biscayne, the Rickenbacker, um, Bayshore Drive, um, you know, the, the, uh, Oak Cutler, uh, mm, the trail. sort of down yeah. South, but folks don't, don't typically, uh, head venture out West or, or, um, you know, to the Everglades. And, and I love to take the kids out there one, cause I, I think the exposure to, you know, something new is important, but specifically to, to get them to, to experience a space that I think allows you, you know, to, to really zone out and, and appreciate, um, some of our, uh, sort of natural habitat that, that many of us don't, don't realize is in our backyard. I mean, we've got several national parks near, near us. Um, and, uh, and nothing, I think it's a, it's a haven for, for runners about eight months of the year. The other four, I, I still like to go down there, but it's, it is a little, a little, uh, you know, Definitely bring some down. bug spray, uh, yeah, sunblock yeah. <laughs> and yeah. extra water it's, packs. It, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, it's certainly, you know, a little less inviting, but, but, um, yeah, I, I love, I love going out there. In fact, I, I was having a conversation the other day with, uh, of all, you know, trail runners and ultra marathoners, this name might ring a bell, but Dean Carnazzi's and I, and I said to them, I said, Hey, we're looking at, at doing some stuff here in South Florida. And, uh, he said, I'm all in, like, I, I'd love to spend time in South Florida. So, um, I'm hoping that, that, uh, you know, like I've been taking my kids out there that I can keep taking, um, and I can sort of take adults out there. I know there's some events already that exist out there, but as lifetime, we've never, uh, ventured in that, mm -hmm. that space. So we, we will be, uh, soon. To be honest, like living here, uh, since 2003, um, and only during, because of quarant because of the quarantine and, and having to get creative on where, where we go, it's like, I couldn't believe the, the peaceful serenity, uh, like all around me, untouched Florida, like untouched, um, oceanfront, <laughs> beautiful, uh, trails that are out there. And, and yeah, I mean, going safely, uh, making sure that we put all the, the safety um, requirements in place and lights and having lights. One of the things that a group of us do um, is is a night gravel ride. And that is just like, I feel like we're teenagers again um, and the kids and stranger things trying to rush home before like, you know, something gets us. But it's really, it's really fun and it, it gives you that freedom that maybe it's, 
overwhelming with everything else that's going on in the world, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, I think you, you, you definitely nailed it by, you know, relating it to playing outside. I think, um, for pre pandemic let's call it, um, most of us, um, saw exercising or, or going for a bike ride or run as a task, right? Like I, I've got to eat right. I've got to sleep right. I've got to exercise. And, and when you think back to your, you know, early, early years as a, as a child, mm -hmm. you, you played outside yeah. and we've, we've forgotten to play outside. I mean, we have expensive gadgets, uh, yeah. expensive bikes and so forth. And, and, um, you know, nice watches and everything. And all we're doing is just like not paying attention <laughs> to playing. And, and like you said, like, you know, uh, on a, on a night ride, which I got to join you guys that, that sounds amazing. That would have been something you would have done with your teenage friends or your, you know, um, your, your, your school buddies been like, Hey, let's go out there. Let's just see what, where, where we're going. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I, I think there's so much of that to explore. I know that, that during the quarantine, I, I, I posted a few videos or photos of me out there with, with, uh, socially distanced with a few folks and everybody immediately, where's that? Where's that? And I realized that people just don't explore. Yeah. They, they don't, they do the same thing over and over. And, and, um, I don't know, I, I got Ugh. into the sport because I wanted to be different. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm encouraging people, you know, to explore. The, um, the, one of the parks that you, um, I think you've mentioned too is shark Valley. Um, that like it blew my mind. Like this is not something that you can just turn on, uh, TV and see, um, you know, a crazy show of somebody doing whatever with alligators, but this is actually something in our backyard that, that as, as we're going into November, December, January is like the best time to go. The weather is fantastic. Um, and if you hit it right, you get out there at the right time. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's well, awesome. My, um, I, I did something crazy. This was pre, pre getting married because my wife didn't said, you should get this out of your system now. <laughs> but I, I decided that, um, and it was a while back that I looked at the map of Florida and, and I realized that, that the southernmost point, um, I didn't want to say I realized it, but I, I, I read somewhere that the southernmost point of Florida is, Cape, Cape Stable in, in the Everglades. Mm. And um, everyone thinks obviously of Key West, which it is, right. but mainland Florida, yes. with, you know, on the, on the, on the contiguous side. Um, and so I actually, I invite people to go down there. Um, maybe not to make it as far as we made it because it's a little dangerous, but um, certainly dangerous, but uh, <laughs> at least to take a, a trail run from Flamingo uh, and, and, and enjoy, you almost have 10 miles, you know, about mm. five or six in one direction, five or six back. So about 10, 10, 12 miles out there. And it is an entirely different world. So if you enjoy shark Valley, uh, you got to check this place out. Um, awesome. I don't think you can bike it necessarily, but, uh, but definitely running it is, is amazing. And if you wait a little bit to dries out, cause right now it's a little wet. Um, it's, it's an, just perfect run, perfect, perfect run out there. Oh man, thank you so much for that. And I, I'm sure a lot of people listening will definitely uh, be asking me, all right, when are we, when are we doing that? Cause sometimes it what seems to happen from these uh, conversations is actually we, we end up doing a lot of the things that we talk about. So that's really cool. Um, and just to, to uh, wrap up here, one of the things I wanted to ask you is um, has the why in maybe not necessarily your tribe, but maybe in all of the things that you're doing, 
have you seen it uh, maybe blossom or change a little bit into uh, something different over the years now, especially that you're a father too, um, or end with all the things that have kind of gone on this year? Or do you feel like you've been able to like grab from uh, the past and be continuous? Because it sounds like it's very continuous, like you've maintained continuously your purpose. But I, I wonder for you if the why has changed a little bit. I think it changes at different times of the year. I think it changes obviously with with whatever's happening in your life at that, at that point. Um, you know, for, for folks that, that are asking um, why often, I think that's the right, the right approach. I, I, cause it should change. It should, um, maybe the initial reason as to why you got into the sport, um, that, that in itself is always going to be something you're going to re remember, but that should evolve a little bit. Um, I, I think, uh, as we grow and as we stay in the sport, uh, it should, it should change. And, and I, you know, I, I offer this advice, you know, to, to triathletes specifically because it's such an immersive sport that you have to kind of give everything into it right like mm. sometimes family you know sacrifices for, for the time you have to spend in the saddle or or with your head underwater um yeah. and and i do encourage triathletes to you know to, to be balanced with their approach to the sport um you know you don't need the twenty thousand dollar bike your first you know your first uh, for your first try you don't need to go all in and and i say that because i think if if you if you do it all up front, then what is there to look forward to, right? Like mm. just crawl a little bit, you get into, into the tri space, keep, keep a foot in, in running or in gravel or in other things. But it, once you get yourself too, too heavy into try from day one, I feel like those are the ones I talked to 10, 10 months later and they're completely out of it. Their bikes mm. on Craigslist and they're done. You're so burned, if you want to yeah. stay in the sport, I think, I think, you know, enjoy, learn how to enjoy it first before you, uh, you know, you put all of yourself into it. Um, that's just one, one thing, but going back to my why, um, gosh, I, I, I think now more than ever, I just want to make sure I'm keeping myself mentally healthy, obviously physically. And, and, um, and, and that is for the benefit of my, my kids and my wife more than, more than it is just for my own. You know, right. Sanity. Of course, of course. Uh, well, um, and uh, this other, uh, interview that you had done, it's interesting because it got the end, I think, that was something that you had said. It was like, when I'm 80, I want to be uh, running there with, with the 17-year-old kid. And um, <laughs> I find myself many times, um, even recently, that there was a, um, a small uh, the summer's events was able to put on mm -hmm. in Claremont an event. And I found myself trekking along with um, a 65-year-old guy on the on the path there and he was like hey I've got two new knees and I am just trying to keep them going and I'm like that's yeah. awesome you know that's yeah. that's life goals <laughs> yeah well it's it's life goals and then and at the same time I think some of us forget to be inspiration an inspiration for others right like we think that the inspiring people are the only ones that are, are entitled to being on tv to inspire people and and they, you know, um, you have to make tons of money to be inspirational or, or you have to be an elected official to be inspirational. And the truth is you have a chance to be inspirational every time you lace up those running shoes or get on the bike or jump in the pool. And if somebody's watching, I don't care if they're in their car or they're passing by just, you know, on a stroll, they're looking at you and that's a form of inspiration. Sometimes it's, it's, it's envy. Sometimes it's aspirational. It's something, you know, something they look at and like, gosh, I can never do what he's doing. But 
I think if you are, you know, that 65 year old looky inspired you that, uh-huh. that at that moment. So I hope to be that 80 year old that inspires that 17 year old to say, Hey, I'm going to stay with, with this stuff until I'm 80. Cause look at this guy. I, I think that's, I think you're definitely putting those things in place, Frankie. And, um, I, I really, really appreciate your time today and, uh, and good luck tonight. I hope you guys get a full night's rest. Thank you. I know that those hours of sleep are just so precious. So um, definitely, um, you know, congratulations again to you and your wife and uh, to your growing family. And thank you so much for taking the time today to sit and talk with us. No, thank you. And thank you for doing what you're doing uh, um, here in the community and, uh, and, and for the triathlon endurance community. We're, we're going to go through a second and a big endurance boom. And I think you're going to be, you're going to be one of those reasons. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Have a great one. All right. You too. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the why we try podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show, wherever you consume podcast. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure do appreciate it. Until next time.